Fools multiply. So speak up. Nelson Mandela once said, Fools multiply when wise people are silent. Hey everybody, Ben here. Today we're going to talk about our willingness to provide feedback or input at work or in life. And to start, I want to talk about how safe we feel in those environments. And I don't mean safe in a physical way, though that's an excellent side effect. I think when we do this right, physical safety becomes a lot easier because we're all engaging. I mean safe enough to address the things that require attention. Do we feel safe to challenge the things that don't make sense? To speak openly about the things we could do better? Those are the things I want to try to address today and hopefully come up with a couple of simple things that we can each do that help create a better environment for all of us. I want to start by taking you back in time and tell you a story from my very first work week after I finished school. I was working in an oil refinery for an oil company. We were getting ready to scope a fairly significant project within the refinery, and we were potentially going to use a coalescing technology inside one of our new process units. So we were going to pilot the technology within the operating refinery, tapping into vents and drains in the existing system so that we could take a slipstream of product, run it through this pilot plant while we did a bunch of sampling and testing and see how this miniature version of our potential future process would work relative to our hopes and our expectations. Now, exciting for me, right? First week, I'm in the middle of an operating industrial site at the refinery. We've gone through and the contractor has put together the pilot plant. We're ready to get it moving and get, get things started up. So I'm out in the field. And during the commissioning of this pilot plant, I was sprayed completely with the product uh, out of the process line. And I mean, soaked from head to toe through my Nomex and my clothes underneath. Here I am, soaked in linamine, which is essentially a pure form of gasoline. Very lucky that that's all that happened. Had things been slightly different, I could easily not be here talking with you right now or be badly burned. So now that you know I was safe physically, what do you think I did next? I actually rushed to my office. I was planning to hit the locker room, get showered and changed before I had to really explain this to anybody. Fortunately for me, I ran into Josh. Josh is one of the people that I shared an office with at the time. He'd been around for a while with the company and he was quite concerned and, and looking back on it for good reason. He convinced me to chat after I got out of the headache-inducing soaked coveralls and I shared with him the story after I shared it, he really encouraged me to submit a near-miss report to share with people what had happened um, and open that door to take a harder look at it. And I was really hesitant. I, you know, I had just started, like days. You could count my employment in days. I didn't want to complain. I didn't want to get anyone into trouble, including myself. Uh, and it took some real effort for him to convince me that it was the right thing to do. But eventually I did submit that near-miss report and I got to see what happened next. The follow-on from the near-miss report was that the company took it really seriously. An investigation took place as this incident had the potential for very serious harm, both to me and others around me, not to mention the, the business as a whole. And through this process, it turned out one of our pipe fitters, who had great intentions, instead of drawing a new valve from the storehouse, had taken surplus valves from a scrap pile that had been used uh, and essentially were, were going to junk 
And he, you know, he was looking to save money and probably a bit of time. Now, unfortunately, one of these valves had a packing leak and that's where I ended up getting sprayed from. Again, it was a good thing there was no ignition source nearby or the outcome could have been very scary. Now the output of this investigation and the actions that were subsequent to that was a significant amount of clarifying communication, education for folks, and even some process changes that went around our pre-commissioning checklists and how we looked at a completed temporary facility and the materials that were used in its construction. Now, nobody was fired. Nobody was shamed. My face didn't go up on a poster. Things got safer and ultimately better for all of the people that we worked with, and hopefully we averted some future issues. Now, I never hesitated to submit a near-miss report or to provide feedback again, as I knew, or at least I felt I knew, what the outcomes would be like for the people around me. Now, that this feels like yesterday to me, even though it's been a while. I hope that by sharing this experience with you, it helps give a little bit of context for this conversation. As an individual, community, or an organization, we're constantly striving to improve. Knowing the areas that we need to improve in is often the real challenge. Fortunately, there are a lot of people that are experiencing life in our environment each day, and these people all around us are finding the things that are great, and maybe finding the things that aren't so perfect about how we're doing things or what we're doing. And every one of us needs to be providing feedback and helping fix things as we go if we wanna make special places, whether that's at work, at home, in our community. And this could range from something as simple as snow clearing in a neighborhood to more complex things like personal interactions or the processes we follow day to day at work. And here comes the difficult thing. People will never feel comfortable providing feedback if they don't feel safe. You need to feel like there's going to be gratitude on the end of that feedback experience, or at least no punishment awaiting. If you're gonna be truly honest in providing feedback, you need to feel like that feedback will be valued and embraced and used for something good. Otherwise, you're likely to hold something back, to filter your commentary or make it more acceptable to the person that's supposed to accept it. And then we're stuck with those assumptions we've talked about before. And there's no real win in that. On to the good news. So the good news for all of us is that we have the ability to shape and impact that environment around us through our own behaviors. So if you take the time to give true feedback to people, whether that's an observation of something that stands out as a challenge to health and safety or wellness, a process issue that could be resolved, or some feedback on how a personal interaction went, you should be sure that you're honest and direct, but also make sure you're aware that people do have feelings. Remember, you may not have the whole context. You need to be open to the idea that your feedback could be taken in part or could create a different type of action than you ever imagined. And I want to encourage everybody, as we've talked about before, to bring solutions. If you can, think about how you would improve on the experience you just had or how you would remedy that problem and share those ideas rather than just pointing out a challenge or an issue. Be a part of that solution. Now, on the other end of that interaction, learn to receive feedback well. We all need to focus on being humble enough to know that we're not perfect, and we need to be open to ideas on how to improve. Now, Sir Winston Churchill said it well, criticism may not be agreeable, but it is necessary. It fulfills the same function as pain in the human body. 
It calls attention to an unhealthy state of affairs. I'm going to insert feedback for criticism here, but I think that is as appropriate today as it was when he said it. So as you receive feedback, be genuinely grateful for that feedback, even if it hurts in the moment. This is good. This is a chance for you to get better, both for that person, for yourself, and for the whole team around you, whether that's your neighborhood committee, your neighbors themselves, your family, or your work family. Show that you appreciate that feedback and act on it. This sends a message to those folks that are giving you that feedback, that you're paying attention and you enjoy receiving it. Even though you may not like the message itself, you're willing to take that in and use it to continue to improve. And make no mistake, people are paying attention to how you respond. Now I believe if we're going to continue to improve personally as a community or an organization, that we need to take these seemingly simple actions very seriously. The combination of what seems like simple steps by each of us can create an environment where you not only feel safe to speak your mind, but you're encouraged and thanked for doing so. And in turn, you receive the gift of an opportunity to learn and grow from the feedback that you take in. Can you imagine living, working, being in that kind of a place? Sign me up.